Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Movie Podcast. My name is Matt Gallo, and I'm joined, as always, by the fresh Justin Dubin. I am quite well and fresh, I guess, as well. Yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah, that's correct. You? I'm good. How are you? Well, uh, lots changed, huh? Lots changed since the last podcast. This is, oh yeah, I had to, I didn't know what you were talking about first, but yes, I, I had a human baby. Um, you didn't have the baby. No. I mean, your wife had but, the baby. But Justin, these days, aren't we all pregnant? <clears throat> I mean, biologically, no. The answer as a doctor, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Only one of one is pregnant. You're not both pregnant. Okay, fine. Well, my wife birthed a human child. We are very happy. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so that's why there's been a bit of a delay. And they're likely, it will likely be even harder from now on to do the thing that I love, which is watch movies alone and then talk about them with you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Tell everyone what your daughter's name is. No, I'm good. Really? That's it? You're not going to get very personal or no. say, like, hey, my daughter or is son. the first time, but is your daughter. Or son. You wouldn't say something like, no. I'm not going to say your name because you said you don't want to say your name, but I'm going to say, like, dear sweet daughter, you are within two weeks of birth. This is the uh, first is this, time I'm going uh, on the radio waves. On my podcast? Okay, my love to you. In 10 years, you. if I say, yeah. go find the archives of a show called Two Guys, One Movie, and you'll hear a wonderful note I read to you out on I think the that'd internet. be touched. By the way, first thing, did you get her Gmail account? I did. That's right. That's the smart move. And actually, the reason I did is because uh, now uh, something better than a weird podcast message to her is every time we take a photo of her, either myself or my wife, Google Photos obviously gets to know her face. So it already, it already has scanned her face and knows when we take a photo of her, of me or my wife. And so any of those photos now gets shared to an album with her name that is only shared between me, my wife, and my daughter's Gmail. So now when she gets her How Gmail, do you know? How do you set that up? I, I, you just, it's in all in Google Photos. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so I tapped on it and said, anytime we take a photo of our daughter, send it automatically to this album. So it does that now. And so then when our daughter is, say, 10, 12, 30, 50, she can go back to this one album and see every photo we've taken of her with us, with relatives, with whoever. Because no one prints photos anymore. No millennials do that. And so I think this is a really cool way to be like, here's me and my parents when I was six and we went pumpkin picking. That's so crazy. Right? I think it's kind of cool. At that point, it'll be like uploaded into your brain and they'll just like transfer images from brain to brain because we'll probably have chips in our brains right. by then. And the term parents won't be a thing anymore either. It will no, just be. No, it'll be breeders. <laughs> or yes. birthers. Birthers. My birthers, as you can see, we went and picked orange gourds. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So anyway, I'm You're doing. I take a lot of pictures of her pooping herself. That's good blackmail. I... I'm going to do that. That's a picture of a child pooping themselves is blackmail. Yeah, like we do it when she's like two, and then she's like seventeen, and she's like, "I want to go out, daddy," and you're gonna be like, "Well, you didn't do your chores. I'm gonna go out anyway, daddy," and you're like, "I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna post that picture of you three years old pooping your pants." Okay, but is that something to be embarrassed about? 
I mean, when you're 17, you're embarrassed of everything. So, I guess so. Yeah. But like, yeah. It's like, all right, nine years old and you poop your pants. That's even better. Well, I hope that doesn't happen often. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, life happens. Everyone's pooped their pants. You know, we're adults. <laughs> adults poop their pants. I'm a doctor. I've seen people poop their pants. Okay. What I'm was, just giving insight. What was the last parenting. time you pooped your pants? As a parent, as a not parent, I'm giving you parenting advice. Thank you. Well, listen, as a parent for, you know, less than two weeks, uh, I think I know how to do this, Justin. <laughs> You're a bro. Yeah. You're always a bro. I went, I went to a playground yesterday and just started chatting up moms, telling them how they should be doing things. Were you like, listen, I'm a father. Yeah. Two weeks out. Listen up, people. Yeah. That's the wrong way to breastfeed. Let me not mansplain this to only moms. I've, ar- that- I've already... So I've you ar- just... You dadsplain to moms. I, I've been mansplaining breastfeeding to every mom I've met. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be like the worst, absolute worst be version of mansplaining? That would be absolute brilliant. Yeah. What if the greatest... Like lactation nurse is a male. That's very possible, and he may be mansplaining hmm. breastfeeding. But is it mansplaining if it's his job? Well, he's a man, and he's explaining how to do something that he literally cannot do. <laughs> okay, but then, but then you could argue that with gynecologists that are men, all of that stuff, and I feel like no, that's, that's that's incorrect. No, 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 that's kind of different, right? I guess. Like, yeah, I'm doing something to you. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so unrelated to babies, uh, no, completely good. I have a good, uh, segue, transi- segue, please we went from the family of Matthew Gallo. We're going to be talking to the family of Billy Batson in this week's review of Shazam. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let's review Shazam. Woo. Billy Batson. I choose you. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just got Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock my safety. If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be You okay? Why are you talking? Oh. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. The hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Gentlemen! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. Sorry about your window, but you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. (laughs) 
And what you just heard was a clip from the trailer for Shazam, starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, Asher Angel, and Jack Dylan Grazer. And it's directed by David F. Sandberg. What did David F. Sandberg direct, Justin? Let's see. He has directed Annabelle Creation uh, and Lights Out. Lights Out. Is that that super scary? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Interesting. So he's kind of a horror guy, and then he made Shazam, which explains some of the things in this movie that I'd like to talk about. But, Justin, tell us what Shazam is about. We all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting out one word, Shazam! This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into the grown-up superhero Shazam. Hijinks and Sue. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, hijinks do ensue. Um, So, Justin, right off the bat, that synopsis makes it seem like Zachary Levi's character's name is Shazam, as does the IMDb. But do they ever call him Shazam? No, they're just like, they call him Champion. I believe. Well, yeah, he's the champion of the for the wizards. He's the wizards champion in that magic realm. But I mean, well, yeah. the real reason we all know why is because his true name is what Matthew Shazam. No, Captain Marvel. You idiot. You knew that, right? I did not. Oh my god! This was the whole po- problem why they called it Shazam. You know, the, the script, which has been in production, I don't want to call it hell because I enjoyed this movie. But uh, Limbo, for the last several years, one of the major issues was coming to figure out what the hell they were going to call this movie. Because once uh, once Captain Marvel, which is also Captain... There's two Captain Marvels. There's this Captain Marvel in the DC Universe, and there's the Captain Marvel it, that we now know as Captain Marvel with... Um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson, uh, once the Marvel announced that that movie was coming out, they were like, oh, shit, this is not a good look for us. What are we going to do? So they decided to go with the name Shazam. I and didn't really listen, but okay, cool. Um, so-, so basically his name is Captain Marvel. He is Captain Marvel. And they also, if you like, knew of that, that's why throughout the movie they were kind of playing with names. It's kind of fun. Okay. I think that was a good joke. Not knowing that did not ruin my enjoyment of the film at all. Because, Justin, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, yeah, I actually thought this was a wonderful movie. This is maybe the best movie that DC has done. It's this and Wonder Woman. I may have felt as a complete film, I enjoyed this more than Wonder Woman. Uh, I, Which I, has a crappy third act. Correct, correct. As a, as a complete film, I think that this may have been better and possibly DC's best film in the DC universe because they did acknowledge that this movie is in that same universe to some degree. Uh, thankfully, it is an isolated film, which was one of the reasons why it probably was successful um, and one of the reasons why people liked Aquaman as well. Um, they kind of stuck to their own story and didn't try and bring it into anything else, which has been the major problem with many of the DC films thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I also this, we could argue the major problem was Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder, clearly major issue. We both agree with that. Um, but overall, this movie I thought was just wonderful. Zachary Levy. Can we talk about Zachary Levy? You it's have Levi. Been a, it's like you, it's Levi. Everyone it's knows whatever. it's Levi. It's Levi. Whatever. Yeah. I say tomato. You say tomato. You say Levy. I say Levy. Sure, sure. 
Levi. There's so many. As a Jew, I know there's a million ways I can say it. He was also delightful in Marvelous Miss Maisel. I have not gone to him yet in that uh, show. Anyway, you've loved him since that show that you liked. Uh, Chuck. Correct. Yes, he was Chuck in Chuck on NBC. It went for four or five seasons. I think four. And like the show got very uneven, mainly because uh, they didn't know if they were getting canceled or not at the end of each season. And it did not get canceled until it did. And the show itself was, I liked it. Um, and Zachary Levi in the show was very good. Uh, he's like a nerd. He's like a skinny little nerd. Or, you know, tall, skinny nerd in that show. And so this movie, Justin, are those muscles real? I don't think all of it's right. Real, but it, it looks so padded, right? It did look very padded. I'm looking at him at Comic Con. He it, looks big. Obviously, he got big. He's for the a role. big guy. No, if, he's actually like six foot three. Yeah, no, and he and and he bulked up for the role, obviously. But it's still just the costume itself looks like padding. It does look like padding, and maybe that's kind of. I feel like that's kind of the idea because it's kind of more comic-y feel this movie than I think. Other, other of the DC Marvel comic or comical, comicy, like actually comicy, like it looks more like a comic. Okay, like the costume wise, and I think that was part of kind of the joke. Well, everybody, when the first images of him came out, everybody was like freaking out about the 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 costume, saying, "Oh my god, it looks ridiculous!" And they were like, "Just, just wait." And it does look ridiculous, but and they play that up. Right, exactly, and I think that's the whole point. They totally play it up and how over-the-top it is. Um, and I thought he was wonderful. I think that there's always been talk. He's always been considered for like a superhero movie just because of his size, and he's a good-looking guy. And uh, I think that he absolutely crushed this role. Yeah, I love him as Shazam. He is by far one of the most enjoyable superheroes uh, of recent memory. Just... The way he played it with pure innocence and fun, and I think the key word is fun, right? The amount of fun he had in this movie was way more fun than I'm used to having in any other DC movie in recent memory. And that's what I think really won this movie over for me. Yeah, definitely. It was fun. And that's what people want when they go see a superhero movie. Like, come on. You want fun. And that's what this was. And uh, Mark Strong, once again, playing a villain. It was fine. <laughs> uh, just good as a villain. You know, he's just a good villain. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, he looked really skinny and tall in this movie, though. He looked kind of like... Uh, he almost reminds me of the guy from... Uh, what should we call it? What's the the, the uh, movie where it's Gorl? Like, with the minions. Oh, Despicable Me? Yeah, he kind of reminded me of... <laughs> sure. Groot? Groot? Not Groot. Yeah, yeah. Groot? Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I know overall, I really liked the movie. I thought it had some really good laughs. Uh, I think at 2 hours, 12 minutes, maybe a little long in the tooth for a movie like this. Why does it have to be 2 hours and 12 minutes? Why? Well, I, I think that a lot of it um, is the development of two characters, right? Because without spoiling much, there is a strong background not to be, uh, you know, punny on Mark Strong's, uh, character, Dr. Savannah. He is a, he's going to be in the universe of Shazam, a critical and major bad guy from this point out. Right. But so they did invest some time in developing his character, which I can a little appreciate. bit, a little bit, but towards the end of the movie, a lot, a lot of that goes away. Right. But they also spent a lot of time 
trying to develop and give a little bit of a sense of the Foster family. Too. Yes. I think that, so, which as without giving much away will become a bigger role in the universe. Right. Maybe, so maybe. I, I think who knows, but, um, I find that I was okay with that because this movie more than any other, the movies other than being actually funny, it had a lot of heart. It had so much heart. My heart wanted to explode. I was close to crying in this movie. I'm not going to lie. That's how much heart it had. A lot of people are saying it's somewhat the action uh, superhero big, which I think is a fair assessment. Yeah, they're not wrong. Not wrong. Um, And I just love the – I just really like the the chemistry between Freddy, the character who plays Freddy, and Billy Batson, as well as as Levy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it Levi Levy? It's Levi. Pretty like pretty positive. It's Levi. Uh, well, Jews represent. We got a Jewish superhero. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I I agree that the Foster stuff I think was mostly strong. It easily could have gone off the rails, but I think it worked. But um, it, it, this also gave me a bit of a Chronicle feel. Yeah, I think it totally did, and um, because this movie was kind of very aware it was literally putting someone in modern day times and saying okay if we give a a 14 year old kid superpowers what the hell are they gonna do first thing they're gonna do is they're gonna freak out and figure out what the hell they can do right and try to buy beer immediately try to buy beer (laughs) try to go into strip club yeah hysterical yeah amazing which again the callbacks to that later in the film were fantastic um and and so yeah i mean there's a lot to like here i think a lot of the um Honestly, Mark Strong was good enough, but a lot of the weaknesses in this movie come from the bad guy side of things. I think that's a very fair point. I think um, the- just the whole it's seven deadly sins thing. I feel like it never really materialized for me uh, in a proper way. The uh, uh, and, and, and it also was jarring all of Mark Strong's scenes because. People die horrendously in this movie. That's <laughs> true. It's 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 shocking. I saw a headline before I went into the movie that was like, uh, "Is Shazam the most fun superhero or like the happiest superhero movie of all time?" I was like, "Great, this should be fun." There's like five or six, maybe ten people that die on screen horribly. Yeah, there's a lot of disintegrating and screaming and there's a scene where a room full of people gets slaughtered there's not one drop of blood though as long as there's no blood yeah apparently and you know you you wonder then because this director has a background in horror it may it shows yeah i think that's a fair point the way that they decided to show the seven sins yeah it's quite disturbing. I mean, those things were not. Yeah, but they were just fake looking enough that it was okay. I agree. I agree. It wasn't. It wasn't too realistic. So but yeah. Was, so before you bring your kid to see this, which it might be too late, just know that there's some seriously shocking deaths in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there are. It's okay though. It's yeah. A, it's all right. Yeah. Um. I. I. I did really like the message of family in this movie. Yeah. I, I thought the. Um, concept of what defines a family, what defines a friendship uh, was explored really nicely here, um, although somewhat quickly. Uh, the one thing I may say is, you know, Billy Batson, the kid, once the Shazam thing happens, he is really not on the screen much. 
He's uh, really not. I think most of it's uh, Levi. Levi, um, which uh, you know, to some degree, I'm okay with because that's where a lot of the growth happens in the character, right? When he's trying to be someone else and trying to deal with the repercussions of what he has become. But at the same time, I felt like they needed to go back to the child, Billy, a little bit more. They did to resolve the uh, foster family storyline a bit. Yeah, they did. Um, And and the one thing that I'm concerned about, because I, I think there's no doubt this movie did very well, both with ratings and with money. Um, that there will be more. In fact, The Rock has already announced that Black Adam will be uh, joining the Shazam universe, um, and he will be playing Black Adam. Um, and uh, the post credit scene has also alluded to other characters being part of this universe. Um, but my concern is, you know, these kids, I think they're going to have to, like, Zachary Levi can stay as Shazam, but they're going to have to keep, you know, changing billy batson right Why? they're gonna have to keep changing the fa- the foster kids why that girl's like four years old and she can't p- keep playing a four-year-old when she's like eight well yeah but i mean they'll uh i mean that depends on the time jump right but i think half of this movie conceptually is like you don't want billy batson to be 18 years old it's not like harry potter uh-huh. where they're growing up right that's a like, good point yeah uh, spider-man is always in high school He's literally always in high school, right? Yeah. So, but high school is easier than elementary school. Well, technically, Tommy McGuire, McGuire left high school within the first like forty minutes of the first movie. Okay, then he was in college. So, <laughs> but that's not a huge jump, right? Yeah. yeah. But you're talking about like a five-year-old, uh, like someone going to college, and all these other high school, like a couple high school kids, and you're talking about middle school, fourteen-year-old kids. You know, that's. Where the whole concept of this movie is you need to be – the kid is a 14-year-old. You have a lot different views when you're 18. And honestly, you're probably more of a dick. So I would love to see like a transition at some point. But I am I immediately thought about this movie and I thought, okay, great. So say that they do one movie, one more movie with this cast and then they have to change it because it's not going to be a progression of this character or the whole point yeah. of this character is really being a 14-year-old boy. That's uh, just my thoughts. Uh, we'll talk more about this in spoilers if you want. Let's get into spoilers. Is there anything else you want to say about the movie? Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you what you thought about the action scenes because obviously this is a comic book film. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to know what you thought uh, about them. They, they left a little bit to be desired. There's nothing that I remember as astounding from the action scenes. This movie was not... I did not come to this movie for the action scenes. I came to it for the 14-year-old boy discovers he's a superhero. I, I agree. You know, often that we can we talk about comic book movies and we say, oh, my God, the action was awesome. Yeah. However, the plot was lacking. This movie was all plot, all character development, all heart. And, and that's all horrifying was. deaths. And all horrifying deaths. And that's what really won this movie over for, I think, both of us. Uh, yeah. First there. Yeah. And uh, before we go on to spoilers, see it, don't see it, rent it. Yeah, I say see it. It's a fun DC movie for a change. I totally agree. I say absolutely go see it. I want to see much more of Shazam in our future. One of the best, if not the best DC movies in recent memory. All right, let's go to spoilers for Shazam. Okay, spoilers for Shazam. Um, So before we get into the big twist in the last act, 
Um, we got to talk about two things. Number one, why are they torturing Santa the whole movie? <laughs> oh, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> okay. Great number two. Santa yeah, it was a good running it. joke. Uh, number two, so the deaths. The deaths in this movie. The first horrible death is the the woman scientist who like puts her hand on the door. She disintegrates in front of her eyes while shrieking. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And then he slaughters an entire boardroom of people. Like there should have been blood all over that glass wall when the security guards looking in. Oh, so much blood! So much blood! Yeah. Uh, it it, it reminded me of the scene. From Spider-Man 2, when Doc Ock eviscerates the entire room of surgeons. Oh, yeah. And it's a completely horrifying scene. It's uh, also like in uh, Independence Day, where the alien just, like, murders all the fucking scientists yeah, yeah. in the room. and throws what's-his-face against the glass and starts talking through him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all horrifying stuff. And then I feel like there was a few more, like, really troubling deaths in this movie. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was definitely a little more violent than I thought it would be. Um, but moving on to the big final, big reveal, the power of Shazam goes to all of the foster kids, right? Absolutely. But they each – so I was thinking about this. The power is distributed amongst them, but they're not the champion. He has all of their powers. Each one of them only has one power. I guess, yeah. Right? Because I still don't know what the college girl's power is, though. She was, like, doing nothing the whole she time. She did nothing. No, she was dis- she, she disappeared. She like, was just, like... Wrapped in tentacles. Wrapped in tentacles. Yeah. Like, the little girl is... Fast. The, the Asian kid is electricity. The the fat guy is strength. Strong. And, and then the, the, the cripple... Friend, the cripple is flying, right? Yeah. But I don't know what she does. I tried to Google it. No one knows. Because <laughs> you know what? They didn't give her any screen time in that last part. Um... Really? The, the, my question well, so two things one I liked that th- when he was like grab the, the staff and say my name and they all yelled Billy which I thought was really funny yeah that was fun um, but then also so do they keep the powers or is it yeah. temporary no no they become the Shazam family that's what it's called interesting interesting I that's, assume that's a Look lot of baggage for the next movie well no one else can be Shazam ever again so uh, what no one else can be Shazam ever again. As in the character Shazam. Yeah, because he broke the staff. Oh, right. So no right. one can be Shazam. Oh, by the way, can we just give a quick shout out to Dijman uh, Hounsou? Guy was awesome. He really? just hammed it up so hard. I mean, I it, was, it, was it, was almost, it was almost comical because like I the, the wig, great. the beard. And, I mean, listen, you know what? He's walking in both worlds now. He's in DC. He's in Marvel. I thought he was so funny. Like, like I, I just found it very entertaining because they, they must have been like, "You're a fucking wizard. <laughs> just go crazy with that idea." You're. I mean, I don't know. Kid. It was almost all of that stuff in the cave was almost self serious, too self serious. I know, but that's what I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. Because he played it because so, the vibe was serious, but like he just hammed it up to the point where I was like, "This is ridiculous. This is hysterical." To me, that's what I thought at least. Yeah. I don't know if that was his goal, but. I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, one thing, I thought the mom was going to be dead. Were uh, you surprised that the uh, mom actually existed and was just a piece of shit? I guess not really. I didn't think she was going to be dead, but I was like, I knew there was going to be something up about it because it's like, why did she not go find him? Yeah, obviously she just fucking hated him. So I mean, was, she was also, I didn't understand that she, in the 
first flashback that she's supposed to be, what, 22? Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that, but I guess maybe I wasn't supposed to. I don't she's know. She's supposed to be 18. Uh, I thought she said she was supposed to be. I thought she said. No, was, she was like, I was 17. Your, uh, the boy just left. Uh-huh. Something like that. Okay. Something like that. Okay. She started like moping around. Um, um, the other thing I wanted to mention is the post credit scene. Um, yes, which again I don't I didn't care too much. I it's about this super smart caterpillar. <laughs> Correct. His name Plankton. Mr. Mind. So Mr. Mind is a caterpillar from another dimension who has the ability to control people's minds. And, but he likes to talk through a little box. Mm-hmm. And he also um, has the ability to like spin silk really, really All fast. Right. Before it's you go any further, before you go any further, I'm going to assume, Justin, uh, based on our friendship of 20 or 18 years, whatever it is, that Mr. Mind has now become one of your favorite movie characters of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because he lives in Dr. Savannah's ear? I think it's mainly the little box he uses to talk. I do love the little box. <laughs> How do you not love the little box? I like the little caterpillar because he's it's, just so he, he sounded like Plankton, right? Yeah, he did. It's great. I mean, I want to see that little caterpillar more. I need to see more. That of caterpillar it. is going to get the recipe for the Krabby Patty. <laughs> yeah, but... Who cares about Mr. Mr. Cat, Mr. Mind? The real excitement is for The Rock to be Black Adam. Do you know who Black Adam is? I did at one point when they announced like eight years ago he was going to be in that movie. Yeah, so The Rock recently actually came out after success of the film and said that in the original script, uh, Black Adam was in the original script and it was two origin stories, the, the origin of Shazam and the origin of Black Adam. However... It was just too much movie, and they decided to make two different films. So they clearly made a good decision because this was already two hours, and it was already rich in a lot of storytelling. Um, But he has announced that they're going to start filming next year, Black Adam. I am not sure whether it's Shazam in it or it's just going to be the Black Adam origin story. Well, you know there's going to be – there will be a crossover. Of course there will be because they are actually enemies. Uh, Black Adam is bad or he's an anti-hero as some people yeah, say. The Rock's not playing just a bad guy. No, he's not going to just play a bad guy. Obviously there's some good and something good's going to happen where they're going to team up and be friends. Maybe against Mr. Beat Mon. Up on the Caterpillar. Yeah. Oh my God. What if it takes two Shazams <laughs> and the family Shazam to beat a Caterpillar? Is um, that a- listen, the only thing I have to say about that is – okay. At the end of the first Avengers in 2012, we didn't know who Thanos was, but it was a great little sting because it's like that guy seems threatening. I feel like people are not getting the same feeling when they see the Caterpillar at the end of this movie. Well, you're wrong. He's so powerful. He's like the Thanos of... of (laughs) He's the Thanos of Caterpillars, okay? He's the Thanos of the DC Universe. It's not Darkseid, it's Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind, the little fucking caterpillar that, you know, I would have just smashed it. Also, if I was Dr. Savannah, I'd be like, what the fuck? 
get away. And I was just like, smash it. Well, Dr. It Savannah, die, but- Dr. Savannah has lost all attachment to reality. So have I. Yes. Um, all right, then. I got to call it, Justin, because I think I have to make dinner since my wife is currently uh, breastfeeding 24-7. You make dinner? That's nice. You're a good father. I like making dinner. The house. What are you going to make? I think tonight we have a meal kit from Peapod. We are going to be making a Korean chicken over fried rice. Does not sound healthy, the fried rice part. I think it's it's rice that has scrambled egg in it. Yeah, but that's carbs, man. You should do cauliflower rice. Cauliflower. We do that. We do that. It's. I mean, this is in the meal kit. It's brown rice. What do you want? It's good. It's healthy enough. Yeah, brown man. rice I can take. But did you know that brown rice has the same uh, car? Uh, I think what is it? Uh, what it's a carb carb index or whatever, like as white rice. So, great. really doesn't mean anything. Great. You, and do- you know what? I uh, enjoy everything that I put in my mouth. <laughs> and wow, really? I I <laughs> want to say so much there. I got a box of black and white cookies that I said not worth the calories, and I threw them out. I don't like black and white cookies. You enjoy black and white cookies? Yeah, because I'm American. Yeah, you know, Jerry Seinfeld had a whole thing about the black and white cookie. But I, I just think that they're not even cookies. They're almost cake. Yeah, they are. You're, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong. Anyway, this is not – we should start a, new, a separate podcast. Is it cake or or a cookie? Oh, did you get the new uh, Game of Thrones Oreos? No, I didn't. Oh, there's a new Game of Thrones Oreos that they have the different – all four houses on the Oreo. God, how do they wait this long for that? Well, they waited because the new season's coming on. No, but, I mean, come on. That's an obvious just, you know, team up. Anyway, Justin, take us out. Do I think for one of maybe the last one? I don't know. Are we? No, come on. There's plenty of podcasts that that do that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, well, listen. This week, there's nothing coming out to theaters, but the new Netflix movie is coming out on Friday. Um, The one, uh, what is it called? Noah Centineo? Yeah. We're going to review that because... Boyfriend for Hire? Or is that... Boyfriend for Hire. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. It looks delightful. Does it not? Uh, Sure. You want to see Hellboy, which literally is rated the worst fucking comic book movie I do not. I do not want to. And you don't want to see Pet Cemetery, so... I do not. Looks like we're doing Boyfriend for Hire (laughs) on Netflix. You know what, Justin? I don't have to leave the house then, which is A-OK right now. Yeah, there you go. You watch it with your wife and your beautiful baby daughter. She'll definitely understand what's going on. Yep. You know, you got to just start criticizing. One of us. One of us. One of us will likely poop ourselves while watching that movie. (laughs) I'm literally putting money on you. (laughs) All right, guys. That's about it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to our review of Shazam. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email us at twoguysonemovie.podcast at gmail.com. Check out the site. Comment all you'd like. You can listen to us on our website. You can listen to us on uh, any iTunes, on iTunes, any podcast app, including Spotify. That's right. We're on Spotify. That's my favorite way to listen. What you can do is search, download, subscribe, give us a review, five stars. Five stars. That's right, five stars. For Matt and Justin, once again, congratulations to a beautiful baby daughter. You're a father now. Mm. Congratulations. I love you guys.
And until next week where we review a Netflix love story and I love it. Good night. <laughs>